Good Snitch that we have made available to you. You can go to goodsnitch.com. You'll see little placards around our bookstores and stuff. And it's a way for you to snitch in a good way or bad on things that are going on. Uh, if someone blesses you uh, in hospitality in the parking lot, you tell us and, and we'll get a message to them. And if something, if you don't like, you could tell us. So someone snitched on me last week saying that when we pray on our knees, especially here because your knees are on concrete, that I, I sit, I tell stories when we're down there and our knees hurt. <laughs> so we're down there a long time. So I'm, I'm going to try not to do that. I appreciate it. <laughs> and trust me, I'm not going to do everything you say, but that was a good piece of advice. I don't want you to hey, do this, do that. Because, I, I, to, to, you know, just so you know, if you come from another church, um, uh, yeah, that's, it's not, we're not that kind of church where I just do what people say and we, the people run the church, we, we obey God. But that, that was a piece of good advice. So, uh, so I'll try not to tell long stories when we're on our knees. Uh, my knees are on hard stuff too, so I, I get it. But uh, I know some of our campuses, they got, they got carpet, so they're all, all, all nice and happy over there. Uh, so let's pray. Oh, I need to tell you this story, what happened. <laughs> it's a really good story happened to me last week. <laughs> Long story. Lord, thank you so much for uh, your faithfulness. Thank you for being good to us. Lord, thank you for what you're going to teach us today. And I pray that you speak very profoundly to our hearts. Pray you make clear to us who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We've had um, a lot of people get healed in our church, um, whether it be during the week or on Sunday, or watching on video or watching online. And if that has happened to you, I want to encourage you to tell as many people as you can that Jesus healed you. And I just, you can't tell enough people. Why? To give him credit. So people would believe it's possible. Okay? So I want you to just tell people. This is a side note. Amen. Let's see your Bibles. Word. One more time, say word. Very good. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. First page. First page. Genesis 1. And my prayer for all of you having a bad day, that you would ask and expect God to move in your life. That you would expect that. He has to. But you got to receive it. You got to believe it and say, okay, God, I'm, I'm ready. I want, and if you have a pen and paper, I want you to write down. He's gonna, he may say something to you. He may, it may have nothing to do with what I say. I have people come to me and say, oh, that was a great sermon. Uh, it was all about drugs. I say, I never mentioned the word drugs. It had nothing to do with drugs. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but God spoke to him. So you, you got to be ready. Okay, God, speak to me. Amen. And for all of us, when you come to church, you have to have an expectation that God's going to speak to you. Okay, and it's not necessarily going to be from what I say. I may not even be here. Maybe another speaker, maybe whatever, music to the music. God, it's about God. Amen? Have you ever had a, I've been talking to someone, you're in a conversation and you don't know their name? And it's awkward. Can I get amen? Especially if you know them. 
and you're trying to work around saying their name. And you wish if you knew their name, it would make so much things so much easier. And the communication would be so much better. Can I get amen? And so when you're talking to them, it's kind of a barrier because you don't know their name. It's kind of awkward. Um, so when you pray to God, what's his name? Who are you talking to? Just something over there? You talk to a lot of people. A lot of people say they believe in God, but who are they talking about? Because you could be talking to someone about God, and they're talking about a very different God than you are. You don't know the name. So I got to know his name. We started uh, six weeks ago or so. This series called What If. Everybody say, what if? What if you really prayed every day? I've been challenging you to pray 15 minutes a day. What if you really came on time and got into the worship? What if you really served? What if you read your Bible every day and did what God said? What if you stopped watching pornography like God told you five years ago? Or you broke up with that girlfriend, that boy, boyfriend that you know is no good. You know it. They're not, it's just, it's not going to change. And yet you keep holding on. What if you really, really prayed the Lord's Prayer? What if you really tithed, tithe is giving 10% of your money, uh, the Bible commands it. What if you really did it and you really said, God, I trust you. We, we, uh, at the beginning of the year, we challenged the church to tithe for 90 days. It was called the tithe challenge. Tithe for 90 days, we had you sign up. And at the 90 days, if you weren't satisfied, we'd give you your money back. If you weren't here, you know, uh, we're going to do it again. And all these people tithe. I think it was 1,400 people signed up. And three people asked for their money back. That's it, three. One of them said, I was blessed, I just need my money. I said, okay, but you got to give God the blessings back. I mean, I didn't say that to him, but that's kind of the God got my money back. God said, okay, I'm taking my blessings back. I mean, I don't know if that happened. I don't know what happened to the guy. I, you know, I wasn't involved in it, but I, you know, there's things. I, I was blessed. I'm not complaining. But the point is God is faithful. So what if you really did it? Now, by the way, our, our ties have gone down since then, so people kind of forgot the blessing. They kind of said, oh, maybe I don't trust him like I was. So, so what if you really did what God said? Let me tell you, your life would be different. It would be what you're really striving for it to be. It has to be. Or God is phony and he's not. So today we're going to, and for the next few months, we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer because it's all based on the Lord's Prayer. We're going to learn how to pray the Lord's Prayer. So what if we prayed the Lord's Prayer for what it really meant? It wasn't meant that we just say it over and over again. There was a message in each part of the prayer, and there's six parts to the Lord's Prayer. And for the next four weeks, today included, we're going to look at the first part, which is, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We're just going to learn that for a few weeks. Last week we started this on Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. First we said, uh, Our Father. Everybody say, Our Father. God wants to be your daddy. Now, in our culture, you'll hear people say, we're all God's children. That is wrong. You're not. Think about it. You're not my child unless you were born of me and my wife. Right? Yes? So why would God be your father unless you were born of God? <laughs> it's really that simple. Jesus told Nicodemus, a rabbi, he said, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. 
Born of the Father, born of flesh and of the Father, of the Spirit. So if you're just born of a person and you're doing your thing, you are a child of your parents, your earthly parents. But God is not your parent unless you were born of God, asking the Holy Spirit to come live in your heart. You're being born again. John chapter 3, you can read it yourself. Born of an imperishable seed. We have an, a perishable seed, human seed. There's an imperishable seed, the Spirit of God, that comes live inside of you that will never die. So you may be a nice person in your own mind and an estimation of the people who like you because there are people who don't like you. But that's irrelevant to how God, your relationship with God and, and the relationship that he wants to have for you on his terms. Okay, so we'll give you an opportunity at the end of the service to be born again. And all that means is that you have a relationship with God. You're not joining the Rock Church. You're not joining an institution or denomination. You are simply being adopted by the Heavenly Father. <laughs> That's all it is. So, our Father who is in heaven, we talked last week, heaven is not only a location, but more importantly, it is a condition. Heaven is any place where God's presence rules. And the reason that place up there is heaven is because up there God rules. Now, God is here, but God is allowing us for a spirit of time to do what we want called sin. We live in a sinful world. And people are making choices that God's not going to make you a robot. He wants you to choose him voluntarily. But if you ask Christ to be your savior, born again, and God is in your heart and he's ruling your life and, he's, and you are letting him guide and direct your life, you will start to experience more and more of heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, a place and a condition, hallowed be thy name. This week and the next three weeks, we're going to look at hallowed be thy name. Everyone say hallowed. hallowed. Be thy name. Be thy name. Hallow, hallowed means to cause to be holy. Halloween used to be a, a Christian day when we would go to and honor people who died. It got perverted. Hallowed be thy name. Now, name. Everyone say name. name. It's very important. In the Bible, your name represented your identity, your character, your reputation. When you say God's name and his many names, you are learning about his character. You are learning about who he is. You can't separate God from his name. They're one and the same. One of the reasons, and you notice in your culture, in our culture, you, in certain circles, it's politically incorrect to say Jesus' name. Go to your school. Yell out Jesus. Say Jesus in your classroom. Whoa, 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 whoa. At some point, someone's going to come and shut you down. That name is powerful and the devil hates it. <laughs> it's powerful. That, but we're going to see in a few minutes that name means something. Jesus means something. Okay, it's Jesus' is Greek for Yeshua is Hebrew, and uh, 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 Joshua is also the same name. Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus, all the same name, different languages. It means Yahweh saves. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But God's name is his character. It's a promise he makes. It's his identity. It's who he is. You can't separate who God is from his name. So it's very important to understand his name. God is cool. It's a title. 
And we're going to look at that, but we want to get even deeper than that and be more intimate with God. Who are you? Because his name tells us who he is. So when you pray to him, you are praying and you're not talking to someone whose name you don't know. Now, hallowed means to cause to be holy. Holy means set apart. I went to Catholic school for eight years, Our Lady of Lords in Malvern, New York, first grade to eighth grade. Sister Rosalita, Sister Agnes, and Sister Wilford. Come on now. <laughs> you from, what's up? <laughs> uh, 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 you, you threw me off. He's from Malvern. <laughs> Sister Rosalita, Sister Agnes, Sister Wilford. Eight years I was in that school, and those nuns taught us respect and the fear of God. We had holy water in the church. Now, I have an app. I have an app called Miles a Minute. If you don't have my app, milesaminute.com, milesaminute.com, say it again slow, miles a minute. You get a one-minute video from Miles every day. And the video yesterday, I was in, I filmed it last year, but I was in my Catholic church sanctuary talking about holy water. Holy means set apart. Everyone say set apart. Holy is your name, God Hallowed is your name. Your name is set apart. The holy water was H2O. I thought growing up that it was H2O and something else. <laughs> that if you drank it, you know, something would happen to you. I, I, I didn't know. I was like, what makes it holy? It was holy. They prayed for it and blessed it and all that kind of stuff. But it was set apart for a specific purpose. God's name is separate from everybody else's name. Holy is your name. Your name is honored above all other names. We know about Jesus, every knee will bow to his name at some point. So God's name, his identity, his character, who he is, because who he is cannot be separated from his name, is holy above all other names. So when you pray, first thing you're going to say is, our Father in heaven, you are above everybody else. I'm not coming to you as one of my options. I'm not coming to you as a peer. I don't know anybody else like you. That's what you're saying. And if you're not praying with that attitude, you're not praying the way Jesus said pray. You're just saying, hey, uh, uh, I'm going to come to you. Can you hook me up? And if you don't do it, I got this other option. If that option don't work, I got this other option. God says, no, 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 don't pray to me then. I need to be the only God, the supreme being in your, in your life. So hallowed be thy name. So what is his name? Okay, well, he got a whole bunch of them, but we're going to look at two categories of names. Because his names are in these categories. One category are they called the Elohistic names or El. Everyone say El. El. Say Elohim. Elohim. I want you to feel warm right here when you say Elohim. Let it vibrate. Elohim. Say it. Elohim. You like that, huh? <laughs> the, the Semitic languages, Arabic, Hebrew, those, those, those words are just... Powerful. To me, just to me. I mean, English is cool. John, Jim, Smith. It was cool. But, you know, Elohim. Elohim, Genesis 1. Let's read it. Look what it says. It says, in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, the very first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Everyone say Elohim. Elohim and all the E-L compound names like El Shaddai, El Roy, these are all God names that are compound names. 
They are names that tell us about God's relationship with creation. In other words, Elohim is that he is stronger and mightier than everything he created, and he is worthy of worship. So when you say Elohim, you're saying God who is stronger, the God who is worthy of my worship, the God who is more mighty than anything I know. My, and, and by the way, Elohim is plural for El. So when you say Elohim, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In the pagan land, they was, the Egyptians had their Elohim, their gods that they worshipped. But there was no Elohim like this. Say, everybody say Elohim. Elohim. El Shaddai, which is El is singular, Shaddai, God Almighty. Now, hallowed be thy name. We have a role in acknowledging God's name as holy. We'll talk about that next week. God has a role in establishing his name as holy. Now, God establishes his name as holy no matter what we think, say, or do. You can't unholify God. And you can't increase his holiness. He is what he is. Whether you like it, believe it or not. But you can acknowledge his holiness. You can respect and honor his holiness. We'll get to that next week. But today we're going to talk about what God does to hallow his name. What did God do and what does he do to make his name above every name? It's in your notes. Very simple. Look at your notes. Where's my notes? Y'all have your notes? Let's look what it says here. It's only one, one, one. It's just one. It says, one point, consistently and completely fulfill the meaning of his name. I'm going to say it again. God says, all I have to do to, to make my name holy is just be who I am all the time. That means I can never not be who I am. I can never not do what I promised to do. I can never be stopped, altered by anybody. I am who I am all the time. So if I am Elohim worthy of your worship, I will always be worthy of your worship. I will never not be worthy of your worship. I'm 100% dependable. Now, I want to show you. What is this? Okay, I'm, this is not a trick. I want you to say it with confidence. What is this? Very good. What is this? Very good. What percentage of the time, and I'm looking for 100%, 90%, 2%, whatever. What percentage, 100% means all the time. Uh, what percentage of the time, when you cut this open, you will get an orange inside? Let's say it one more time with confidence. On three. One, two, three. Very good. So you're telling me 100% of the time, if I cut this open, I'm going to get an orange. Yes. Have you ever cut something like this open and got anything but an orange? No. Very good. It's not a trick question. I'm just asking you a very rhetorical question because I know you all have multiple years of experience with that. <laughs> what is this? Banana. What percentage of the time if you peel this open, you're going to get a banana? 100%. You've never peeled one of these open and got an orange or apple or pear or peach or, or steak? Very good. Here's why. Because it's the same on the inside as the outside 100% of the time. 
That's called integrity. Everything God made has integrity other than people. People sometimes portray one thing on the outside than what they really are on the inside. Why? Because we have a choice. We're sinners. Apple has no choice. Apple is what it is. God is what he is. God says, I am your savior. He's your savior. That will never change. Everybody say Elohim. Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. Says, 2-4, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God or Yahweh Elohim. Everybody say Yahweh. Yahweh. Say Elohim. Elohim. Turn to Exodus chapter 3. One book, the next book. Exodus 3. In Exodus 3, there are 2 million Jews in slavery in Egypt. God is going to call Moses to deliver the Jews. And he's going to tell Moses, I want you to go deliver my people. And the people are going to say, but what is your name? Who do I say sent me? And look what he says in verse 10. Oh, by the way, you have the El, all the Elohim names, or El, El Shaddai, El Rohi, El Roy. El Roy means the God who sees. That means God can never not see you. That means you are never invisible. He's not like a spy because he's right there. He's not trying to trick you, but he sees your pain. He sees your, your dilemma. He sees the people stabbing your back. He also sees what you do, but he also sees a plan to save you. That's all Elroy does. He never not does that. He's never not looking at you. He's never not thinking about you. So all the L or, or his relationship to his creation, the Yahweh, or we call Jehovah, which is not really a word in the Bible, but it's, it's kind of a, a made-up word to figure out how to pronounce these words, which really no one knows how to really pronounce them. But Jehovah, or all the Yahweh, Jehovah, same word, which means the Lord, all those Yahweh compound names the Lord provides. The Lord is peace. We'll get to some of them in a minute. They all talk about God's relationship with us and how he wants to save us. <laughs> what I mean by that is that God has names that tell us how he wants to act on our behalf. And these names not only tell us he wants to act this way on our behalf, but his names tell us that he can never not act like this on our behalf. He loves us and wants to save us in all these different ways and bless us all the time. He's 100%. Look what it says. In verse 10, God talking to Moses, come now therefore, Exodus 3.10, come now therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to Elohim, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve Elohim on this mountain. And Moses said to Elohim, everyone say Elohim. Elohim. Say Elohim. Elohim. 
Moses said to Elohim, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say, the Elohim of your fathers has sent me. He, Moses is saying, when I go to speak to the Jews and say, the Elohim, the God that your fathers worshipped, has sent me to you. And they say to me, Elohim, when they say to me, what is your name? He says, what is your name? What do I say? We know your title. We know that you are almighty. We know that we worship you. We know that you are stronger than anything. We know that you are in the heavens. But what is your name? Elohim said. <laughs> this is so cool. Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> Elohim said, I am that I am. Everybody say, I am that I am. <laughs> Ladies, you're, you're in, going in, in the mall. <laughs> going through, the, through, the, uh, through the, um, the, the, the perfume department, the makeup department. What is that called? Cosmetics. There you go, cosmetics. <laughs> it's always real white and everyone got black on. Okay, so you walk through there. <laughs> It smells all good. And that's where the, the pretty ladies are. Everybody, everybody in there is pretty. Not the pretty ladies, but every lady that goes in there all of a sudden becomes beautiful. Okay? <laughs> it's a better way of saying it. And, ah, and, and so I walk through and it's like, man, I'm smelling women. It's just what it smells like, women. You're walking through there and there's a guy in there. I don't know what he's doing there, but he's there. <laughs> you start talking. And he says, how you doing? What's your name? Say, my name is uh, Saklika. <laughs> and he says, and you say to him, what's your name? <laughs> and he says, I am that I am. In Hebrew, ayer shed ayer. I was, I am, and I always will be. I never had a beginning, and I will never have an end. I exist all to myself. Nobody or anything can make me better or destroy me. I independently exist. This is God. I am the beginningless beginner. I had no beginning, but I, brought every, I began everything. I am the uncreated creator. I am the uncaused cause. I am the beginning of everything. And I will be the end. That's his name. <laughs> and then he says, and Moses is like, <laughs> Moses says, and he said, I am that I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. In other words, I cannot not be. I have to always be because I always was and I always will be. I am the most dependable thing that exists on the planet and anywhere in any way known to man and beyond. And then he says, moreover, Elohim said to Moses, everyone say Elohim. Elohim. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, Yahweh Elohim. The Yahweh Elohim, Lord God of your fathers, the Elohim or God of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, the God of Isaac, the Elohim of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever and this is my memorial forever to generations. Everyone say Yahweh. Yahweh. 
on the back of your lesson plan, there is a prayer, for a guide for you to pray. I've been challenging you to pray 15 minutes a day. There are six sections or seven, I think, on that guide, and if, uh, six by the way, and if you can pray each one for three minutes and you can use Yahweh Elohim, instead of saying Lord God, call him by his name. Yahweh Elohim. <laughs> now, I am that I am is Ayed, Ayed, Ayed means I am that I am. Yahweh, they, they don't even know how to pronounce that word, but that's what we say, it implies he is. It means the Lord. Anytime you see the Lord in the, in the Bible, especially Old Testament, Yahweh, the Lord, he is. In other words, he always will, was, he is now, and he always will be. It's third person, first person, basically. God is self-existent. I want you to imagine this way. I want you to think of the universe as a big basketball and the universe is expanding at the speed of light. And, and by the way, scientists will tell you the universe is expanding at the speed of light. The Bible says God extends the heavens like a curtain. So God is doing this at the speed of light. Whew, that's pretty awesome. Inside our universe, we have laws, scientific laws, physics, astrophysics, uh, all the mathematical laws, calculus, thermodynamics, space math, blah, 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 thermodynamics, which is the measure of heat and the effects of heat on things, uh, uh, chemistry, uh, uh, and all the different sciences, scientific disciplines that help us understand reality. I love science. Science are the laws that God put in place to guide us to him. Science does not contradict God. Science points us to God. It's the scientists, and not, the, not all scientists, but those scientists who don't believe in God who will tell you separate. Science points to God. And one of the scientific principles that we know, and by the way, uh, you have to have faith to believe in science. <laughs> Matter of fact, all if, you ever, if, if anybody ever told you I don't have faith, you can prove they have faith in one, ten seconds. Tell them to go on top of a ten-story building and jump off. They say, no, I'm not jumping off. They say, why not? Because I'll fall and die. How do you know that? Because gravity. Have you ever seen gravity? No. Well, well, well if, if you can't see it, then it's not there unless you have faith. Do you know that love is an act of faith? Falling in love is faith. You don't know that, fool. <laughs> now, you have to decide whether that fool is the guy or the girl, but that's another story. When you fall in love, you take your heart and you trust it to someone. You do not know what's going to happen. How many of you had your heart broken? You took a step of faith. Not that you shouldn't have, but it was a step of faith. At the time, you thought it was factual. They wouldn't break your heart. Because of your feeling, we don't walk by feeling, we walk by faith. Everybody's a person of faith. God created faith. And then he gave us science to help us understand reality. And one of the scientific principles that your science teacher will affirm is that everything has to be caused. Everything has to have a beginning. Nothing just happens. There has to be a cause, an initial exertion of energy. So when God says, I'm the uncaused cause, that's not science. Exactly. Because science rules what's in the basketball. 
And the rules that God put into basketball lead us to go, what started all this? Because something had to start it. And God says, I exist outside of the basketball. I have a whole different set of rules. I have no beginning. That's one of the reasons I am hollowed and should be hollowed by you. Because I live in a realm that is way above your comprehension. But I'm going to make you in my image and I'm going to give you my spirit so you can desire what's outside your basketball. So when we get on our knees, we say, Lord, we live in this universe. We have all these principles and the life, pressures of life will get me down. But I believe that my prayer is piercing out the basketball. And that a God out there that nothing here can touch, <laughs> that my circumstances can't bring down, is hearing me. Look at your notes. Please look at these names. Look at, look at the list. Yeah, El Shaddai. El is God, Shaddai. God Almighty. Everyone say God Almighty. The God you pray to is almighty above everything that you ever can comprehend. And that God will never, ever not be almighty. Yahweh Shema. Everyone say Yahweh Shema. Yahweh Shema. And by the way, you can say this to him. When you pray, when you're walking, you're having a bad day. Yahweh Shema, the God who is here. Yahweh Shema. I acknowledge you are here. I can't sense you. I can't feel you. I'm discouraged. I'm scared. But I acknowledge by faith that you are right here. Because you can't not be here. You are Yahweh Shema. You are that you are. You are where you are there all the time. He doesn't come and go. He doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change his attitude. He is what he is, if an orange can be an orange the whole time, if a banana can be a banana the whole time, how much more the God who created an orange and a banana? Then it says El Rohi, the God who sees, God sees everything all the time about your life, everything, even your escape and your redemption and your salvation. Yahweh Jireh. Everyone say Yahweh Jireh. The Lord provides. That means he can't not provide. Yeshua, everyone say Yeshua. Yeshua is the same thing as Jesus, Hebrew for Jesus, and you have Joshua. And you know what it means? Yahweh saves. Jesus, you're saying Yahweh saves. That's all you're saying. Jesus, Yahweh saves. Guess what? He can't not save. You cry, on his, cry out to his name by faith, he cannot not save you. That's good news. When you get on your knees... God is like, that's my name. That's what I do. I get up here. I'm sweating right now. Every, after every service, I got to go back, take all these clothes off. Not all of them, but take my shirt off. And get, put another shirt on and just dry out just so I can come back and do it again. And I'm like, get, I get home, I'm all just like done. And I'm like, okay, this service, I'm just going to try to be calm. <laughs> I literally write it on my paper. Relax. Don't. Uh. But I can't. Fire! I can't. I give it say, okay, well, you know, we're gonna talk about Yahweh today. And and can you can you imagine me like this the whole time? And uh, and then uh, let's turn to Exodus chapter three. And I used to do that. I used to do that. But when I first started, I would not, I was so not bad, but I would not let go. No, really, I would I couldn't let go. And I had to grow. I, I said, okay, 
I would go to church when I was a youth pastor. I said, this time you're going to just do this with one hand. <laughs> it sounds funny now. It's ridiculous, right? And then, okay, do it with your left hand. It's like, you know, learn how to swim. And I said, okay, now what you're going to do this time is you're going to reach over with your right hand and then you're going to walk from behind, but you still have, hold on. And that would be like this. And then I would come over here. This is a true story. And I said, okay, now you're going to let go of both hands. I can't stand back there. God can not, God can not deny who he is. Say Yahweh Rafika. The God who heals. You trust in his name, 1,000% you will be healed. In this life or the next one. Well, I died. You got healed? Got a whole new body. It's just timing. It's just about timing. You don't like your body now? A new one's coming. I don't know what it looks like, but I believe you're going to be fine. <laughs> Yahweh Rafika. Everyone say Yahweh Rafika. Say Yahweh M. Kadesh. The Lord who sanctifies. God wants to purify you. Say Yahweh Tinskenyu. I know it's kind of tricky. The Lord our righteousness. He a 100% righteous God can never be unrighteous for one second is your righteousness. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord, our banner or my conqueror. Say Yahweh Nisi. How many of y'all have an enemy? How about everybody raise their hand just for a second? Okay, great. How many have an enemy? Okay. There's people who don't like you. God, Yahweh Nisi, can you fight that battle? I'm not going to talk about that person. I'm not going to criticize that person. I release it to God. Yahweh El Yon, the Lord Most High, and Yahweh Shalom. Everyone say Yahweh Shalom. Yahweh shalom. Uh, the Lord of Peace. These names tell us how God wants to act on our behalf. And if the God of not only the universe but even beyond the heavens... And the earth is saying to you, I want to be your peace. I want to be your healer. I want to be your righteousness if you let me. I want to transform your life. I want to love you. I want to save you. All you have to do is say yes. I admit that I'm distant from you. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, Yahweh saves, to die for my sin and rise from the dead. I want the spirit of God, who is all that as well, to live inside of me. I want to be born again. There are some of you who need to establish a relationship with Yahweh, the Lord. And there are some of you in here who need to reestablish or recommit your life to the Lord. Because you asked him to come into your heart. But you know what? His name has not been hallowed, made holy in your life. He's just one of the things you do. 
But you say, no, God, you are almighty. And I want to surrender my life to you. And I want to make sure that you are Yahweh Elohim, the Lord God in my life. Everybody say Yahweh Elohim. I want you to be Yahweh Elohim in my life. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Yahweh Elohim, Lord God, we believe that you love us unconditionally. You love us eternally. You are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We believe that you are Almighty God, the only true God worthy of our worship. Yahweh Elohim. Lord God, we thank you for sending your son, Yeshua, Jesus, to die for our sin and rise from the dead. We thank you that you give us an opportunity to be born again. That Yahweh, Lord Elohim, you would be our father. We could be born of God. But, Lord, there are also people here who need to recommit their life to you. They need to reestablish Yahweh Elohim in their life, the Lord God as their God. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your consistency, your faithfulness in our life. Thank you for your patience in our life. El Roy, we know you see us. El Shaddai, we know you are almighty. Yahweh Shema, we know you are here. So we call upon you and ask you to bless us, to forgive us, to hold us in your arms. If you want to surrender your life to the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, the God of the Bible, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, the Elohim of Jacob, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. If you want to surrender your life to him, whether for the first time or recommit your life, I want you to pray this prayer with me. In the privacy of your heart, say this prayer, Yahweh Elohim, please forgive me of my sin. I believe in your son, Yeshua, Jesus, that he died on the cross and rose from the dead. Yeshua, Jesus. Please forgive me of my sin. Come live in my heart. Fill me with the Spirit of God. I surrender my life to you. I want to be born again, or I just want to recommit my life to you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Yahweh Elohim. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, I'm going to ask you to stand up on the count of three in all our campuses. And by standing, you are saying a couple things. One, you are resurrecting to a new life. But you are also standing to honor and hallow the name of our Lord God, Yahweh Elohim. You are saying, I honor you, I surrender my life to you, and I am not ashamed 
that you are my God because you are the almighty God, El Shaddai. There is no other God like you. There is no other name like you anywhere in the heavens or in the earth. So on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer and you're surrendering your, your life to him, I want you to stand. In all our campuses, all our microsites, if you're watching online, wherever you are, on the count of three, stand up. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.